Hey, this is Sam. Real quick, just wanted to say this is part two of today's upload. You should be listening to this one after part one, which is in the feed right now. Go listen to it. This one will still be here for you when you come back. Um, I'll get it out of your way now. Okay, go listen to that one. If you have, great. Welcome to this part. On with the show. And then we get our last thread, which is like sort of the frame narrative here. It's Doc Scratch. There's banging in his apartment and he goes to investigate it. And uh, we find uh, there's just an adolescent troll girl, which he's locked in a room in his apartment. Totally not creepy. Yep. Yep. Uh, she immediately tries to kill him. Correct. Honestly, the correct choice. That is the correct response. Some Jane Eyre um, shit going yeah, on. Yeah, she she has a chance. She's banging against the uh, the fifth wall through which we can see mm. Andrew Hussey's study. Um, and this is where we end our like choose your own adventure section, and the narrative shifts back to like scratch in his apartment. Um, mm. This girl looks like Aradia, and we will in fact later find out this section is Aradia's ancestor except she like yes. arrived thousands of years later so ancestor's not probably the right term anyway i'm pretty sure hussy calls her like ancestor yeah. aradia yeah yeah mm-hmm. so scratch um you know we we've known scratch has this proclivity for girls um it's creepy <laughs> scratch has literally been grooming this child um yep yep fuck you doc scratch um <laughs> She tries to kill him with uh, clockwork magics, and uh, he teleports them to the Boner's ship. Or, sorry. He teleports them to her Imperious Condescension's ship. I don't think I have to Nick Cage Boner myself on that one, because we kind of get the parallels, but, uh, sure. Um, All right. Sorry. Didn't know that. we do. There is a point here where it is like sort of made clear, and we get the Betty Crocker logo, but it's a fork. Yes. Oh, I yeah. I, all right. Scratch teleports them to her Imperious Condescension's battleship, uh, and she asphyxiates because she can't breathe because it's space. And he teleports them back, and then she threatens the. She does the like literal suicide threat, uh, where Rose way back in Act Two did the the empty suicide threat. Uh, and then Doc Scratch hits her with a broom because he's a misogynist, uh, grooming, abusive asshole. Fuck this guy. Yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah. Fuck Doc Scratch. Yeah. But don't. He's all like, okay, well, let me remind you why you're here. Uh, and then he's also like, and you, the reader, you can also hang around and know why this girl is here. Uh, and it's like smarmy. And we, we enter the bad fan fiction zone while this is happening because doc scratch is about to get into troll ancestors mm-hmm. however while this is all happening the the ancestor troll turns the fifth wall back on uh and it shows up in the header again um which has been there the whole time but it's just been the like random scrapbook pages yeah yeah nothing particularly like important yeah so so now it is it it turns back on and is like hey this is relevant again like pay attention but also there's an addition to it this time which is that the comic is using alt text for Hussey's Uh, narration not yet yet, but we'll get to it soon all right so i'm gonna translate this page from scratchies 
So Doc Scratch starts talking a bit more about troll ancestors. Uh, and there's this very long page with like Doc Scratch's head becoming Alternia and the Zodiac signs floating about it. Doc Scratch basically says, Two sets of all Zodiac there signs. was a, yeah, yeah. Doc Scratch says, there was a set of 12 trolls who played Spurb, but couldn't win because their society raised them to be peaceful, not like the Alternia we knew. This is because I didn't exist in that universe. They also didn't do the ectobiology to make themselves, which in and of itself meant their game was unwinnable. These trolls went to Echidna and were offered the choice that they would die in their game and fail, or they could scratch their game. And by scratching their game, they created Alternia. These trolls in the new universe became the ancestors of the 12 trolls we know, and one of them was able to remember the land that had come before them. That was Troll Jigas. Now, I do want to butt in here just a second, which is that the the choice in this scratch is a end of Magnus Archives choice, where yes. if yes. they fail their session, oh, absolutely. It, it is contained. If they choose to scratch, they are risking spreading the contagion, right? Yeah. If I were creating Homestuck today, this entire troll session that existed before the eternity the Alternian Trolls, if, if if I had Homestuck in front of me and was like, all right, here I am editing on the chopping block, that's gone. Gone, please. It's not relevant. Yeah. It's really what it is is another space for fans to go, hey, what happened over there? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll find out later, but none of those characters are really ever super relevant except for maybe two. But whatever. We're here to talk about Troll Jesus Christ. Troll Jesus. Troll Jesus. Troll Jesus. Welcome back to the bad fan fiction zone. <sighs> now with a hundred percent more Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is something I do wish we had authors commentary on. Oh yeah. Harris. I don't Harris. want to see the commentary for just before this because it would be so much bullshit about Hussey's youth pastor. Uh, so Carcat's ancestor, we find out, was called the Signless or the Sufferer. Um, that's because due to his mutant blood, he had no place in the hemospectrum. And uh, he was also cursed with visions of the prior Alternia, where everyone was like super peaceful and happy and shit. Um, and he preached these ideals around to like secret followers and was like hey you know if we were just nice to each other uh things would be better which is kind of jesus's whole deal um what do you say to get them all riled up like that be kind to each other oh uh, yeah that'll do it yeah that'll do it <laughs> uh these ideals were heresy to the high bloods and created a war um the the signless was captured by the high bloods and put in irons that were the sign of the cancer symbol uh, yeah. with like the circles being where his wrists were. And then they were made red hot and he was basically tortured for a while before he died. Kind of like crucifixion. Yeah. A little bit. Also in all of the um, like physical description, like he's described as having like very tall pants, which like it is oh, yeah. a, 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 like an inside like fandom joke about like, one of the early car cat uh, images just like having his pants like all the way up to his elbows. And it's like, <laughs> if you don't have that context, Wortman is like, if you don't have that context, like 
the closest thing that this could be referencing is like the shroud of turin like well in the earlier in this section like he's like oh i should have my uh, i have like a sign on my chest that roughly translates into hike yeah. my pants all the way up to my armpits yeah so that it, that feels like a reference to that mm-hmm. which is like sorry what is the is... shroud of turin yeah dude uh, uh, i am curious what the shroud of turin is i did not look it up do a google the Shroud of Turin, also known as the Holy Shroud or Santa Sindone, is a length of linen cloth bearing the negative image of a man. Some describe the image as depicting Jesus of Nazareth and believe the fabric is the burial shroud in which he was wrapped after the crucifixion. Thank you, Wikipedia. There you go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Catholicism, for coming up with some wild shit. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love to see it. Anyway, the sufferer or the signless was captured uh, and... He was put in these irons, and his final sermon was called The Vast Expletive, um, which is just <laughs> fitting for Carcat's ancestor. The like, longest hell yeah ever. <laughs> the longest fuck you ever. Oh, oh yeah. Um, the symbol... Oh, we should have said fuck. Uh, when when <laughs> Gamzee was talking with Dave earlier in like that section, Gamzee mentions the vast honk, which, like, mm. things to note for later... Yeah. Also, it fits with like the vast glub and the vast yeah, we've expletive. Seen... Yeah, it's and another sound the vast yeah, and the vast croak. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of vastness going on. Yeah, vast. Vast is a thing that makes sense for sounds. Um, anyway, the symbol of the irons was adopted by the followers of the signless uh, after his execution, um, and the color became iron gray because he was also a mutant blood. Uh, his followers, of which we see that uh, Neophyte Red Glare was one. In in his sermons, the signless was like, hey, there will be another one coming. Uh, and so his followers prepared for that so he would actually have a Lucis. Uh, and that follower is Karkat. Or that second one, the second coming of the sufferer is Karkat. And as we have seen, Karkat does have Crab Dad. The sufferer didn't have a Lucis. Instead, the Dolorosa, who is Kanaya's ancestor, was his mom. Continuing the, like, Mary connections to yes. Kanaya. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- almost explicitly. Um, According to Merriam-Webster, a Dolorosa is a painfully difficult route, passage, or series of experiences. That's about right. Dolor means pain. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, but I wasn't thinking Spanish when I was reading Homestuck. <laughs> I mean, that's just Latin. No, I know. Yeah. 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 Um, and we get like a quick run through of like all of the like or like a lot of the missing uh ancestors. Yeah, here's for the everyone tools. else. Yeah. <laughs> Solix is the psionic. Uh Nepeta is the disciple. And and the disciple and the sufferer were in love and their love transcended the four quadrants. Um Aww. that's too bad for Nepeta though. Damn. She did. <laughs> Then Darklear is Equius's ancestor, who we have already met, but who was the executioner, the final executioner of the signless, who spared the disciple. And that's why he exiled. Uh-huh. Or that's why he was exiled in Mindfang's journal. Yeah. Yep. 
and the psionic was forced to become the crew or like the captain of her imperious con the helmsman thank you he became the helmsman of her imperious condescension's battleship and he used his psychic his vast psychic power to just like shove her across the stars Uh, and here's where we get the emblem of her imperious condescension which is a fork with the betty crocker it's it's a it's the betty crocker logo but it's a fork and it says her imperious condescension yeah but the connection i made is it's a sigh because he's the psionic and every time they use him he, they use like the sigh symbol that shape is literally a sigh the but well, the, yes, the, but the no. logo on the, the ship is a trident like which is like yes it is the sigh but like it is also like the 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 three tined trident is like three tined trident. All tridents are three tined. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, three X two time. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Mm-hmm. It's the the same. By the um, way, if you didn't recognize that, well. you're not stupid. It's fine. I believe the alternian on the logo translates to imperious condescension. Because mm-hmm. I looked it up at one point. Also, random note from way earlier. Pretty sure at one point I read that Hussey said that Fedora Freak's god tier is the gent of piss. <laughs> Don't remember that. I'll look it up and cut it if it's uh, something I found that was fake. But pretty sure I read that somewhere. That sounds right for the um, extra canon Drinking piss? god tier. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. The aspect of piss, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a part of the uh, Fedora Freak journey. Yep. He sure was drinking filtered urine. Uh, that's that's where you get the freak in Fedora Freak. <laughs> well, anyways, returning to the present now, then we get uh, Tavros's uh, ancestor, which is the Summoner, uh, who has wings and can fly, and is Peter Pan sort of like communist Peter Pan. Yeah, we never actually see the Summoner in this section. The reason that adults aren't allowed on Alternia is because after the Summoner's Rebellion, the Condis kicked all of the adults off the planet because she was like, yeah, I mean... If I keep them split and against each other, they can't unify against me. My other note from this section is class division keeps everyone down, yeah. Exactly! Uh, Balkanized uh, all of Alternian society into a million different killing orders of like divisions of the army and was like the thresh the cushioners the caval reapers the fucking laugh murder juggalos uh yes thank you laugh assassins um a bunch of other bullshit all the all the bullshit that all the different kids wanted to join at the very beginning when they were introduced legislaturators the Condis was spreading her space empire farther and farther from Alternia, but the farther away, like the other threat that she's holding over everyone is the vast club. But as Doc Scratch says, um, calling whole portions of the population is not an effective form of governance or whatever the line <laughs> is. It was funny, especially when they're your working class. Um, yeah. Anyway, the farther or farther away from Alternia she got, the more Glubgala bonded with Feferi, which then put her control over the whole society at risk. It's a very interesting political thing, but Homestuck doesn't get too far into it, and we don't need to either. 
anyway, she was very far away from Alternia when she found out that um, it was being destroyed by meteors, and she ordered everyone to go back real quick, but she was the only one that was able to get there fast enough because of the psionic's mental power. He ended up, like, dying of an aneurysm from the strain of getting her there fast enough. Uh, and when she showed up, she found the handmaid wanting to fight. Yep. Uh, Who wants to explain the handmaid? Um, is Aradia's ancestor, but not really because she comes in late after the reckoning. Uh, Scratch raises her to be the handmaid for Lord English so that Lord English has somebody to serve him after Scratch is gone because Scratch has to be gone for Lord English to arrive. It's gross. It's gross. Incredibly. Yeah. She also, we haven't talked about this. Sorry. She has a whole Asian schoolgirl vibe going on, which is also yes. real gross. We did also, not yeah. talk about that, but like yeah, that her, is the her, vibe from her weapons this are sort teen of chopsticks, child. and she's got like these two hairpins, and she, she yeah, yeah. It's so it's it's a whole. It's, it's so gross. It's bad. She has conditional mortality, uh, where she can die once she finds her replacement, and so her last job is a recruitment job. For her Imperious Condescension, she basically transfers the curse to uh, her Imperious Condescension and the Condens kills her. Uh, and that's like the deal she gets. Um, we also get the line that uh, her recurrence in history would earn her the reputation of a demoness more feared than her master, a man though dreadful, who, though dreadful, rarely makes himself seen. While all that's happening. Yeah. Scratch is explaining this to Aradia's ancestor, who is still a child in this moment. Uh, in the like top sort of little section, the, the header bar, uh, we see that uh, Andrew Hussey themselves has uh, jumped through the fifth wall, uh, takes uh, the broom off of Ancestor Aradia's bed that you know Scratch was using to swat uh, not Aradia with, and then kind of creeps through the apartment, sneaking back in, and then uh, gets ready to... Uh, he, he They find a bowl of, like, the, the, the advanced arrows, arrows. Yeah. and just starts <laughs> eating a bunch of them, and then, like, filling their pockets with shit and stuff, um, and then is sneaking up behind uh, Doc Scratch, uh, and then starts smacking him with the broom. They also find the room with the wolf head in it from the never ending yeah. story <laughs> the never ending story wolf. and also while this is happening we see a new like innovation in the top bar because this is the fifth wall the wall between the author and the audience we are having hussy directly address the reader through the alt text in this sort of like stream of consciousness-esque uh Oh, I didn't narration. even notice that. You didn't you didn't access the alt text? No. So there's a I'm there's reading a bit, it right now. This kicks yeah. ass. The first one is like booyah as Hussey breaks through the wall. Um and it's it's also really good because remember, Doc Scratch is the main narrator at this point, and so this is a way for like the author is breaking back in and like clawing their way back to being the narrator and as a step toward that happening, they get to use the alt text as narration. It's very good. Yes. 
which does I remind like me. I'm enjoying um, this very much. <laughs> I figured out what was wrong with my browser. I was using the like 2.0 asset pack with the 1.0 browser. So I fixed it. My text, my background is now green. Everything is working fine. It Yay! was user error. Ah, well, you fixed it in the end, and that's what's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The top, like the top window and the main window, join back together as Scratch finishes his narration on Troll Ancestors, and we see Hussy hiding behind Doc Scratch's like God tier immortality clock. Um, and then Hussy jumps over the clock, makes a ruckus. Um, and then grabs Doc Scratch and starts shaking him a whole bunch as the handmaid flees. In the upper ha- panel, the handmaid uh, the handmaid jumps out of Scratch's apartment and starts running away. And the alt text in the upper panel becomes narration from Lord English. As he says, Girl, you there, girl. Girl, quit all this scurrying around. How do you hope to outrun me when I am already here? And as you hit and that, and this is last like page, massive, it's fucking massive text. text. Sorry, the it's watching so, you experience so cool. it for the first time on this call <laughs> was very good because your face was just an O oh, as like your well, eyes because, went wide. It was because because Hussy's little bits pop up as like you know when you like hover your mouse over something it'll pop up with like this yeah. is where this link goes to. This is like huge green letter like text that it, oh my god it's so cool which I love this. not to get ahead of ourselves also sets up lord english on this like meta narrator level um we'll get to that down the line um but like the the last line of like when i am already here it's the letters are all changing color rapidly mm-hmm. and all you see are the eyes which are rotating through all the different rotating pool balls. Cue balls. Yeah, we yeah. have not seen Lord English yet. We have just seen his eyes. Yeah. Uh, and when I say they're rotating through all the different pool balls, what I mean is they're rotating through all the different solid color pool balls that are not eights. Uh, the, the stripes are also in there. Oh, the stripes are also in there. We do not yeah. see the eight ball at any time though. That. Correct. It's it's pretty creepy. Like I mean, it's not scary. Like it's just. I mean, it's pretty large creepy. and in charge and like. Rah, oh yeah, it is creepy. commanding. Yes, it is. It is breaking the format in a way that is like impressive and a little bit intimidating. Um, yes. Oh, what's going Definitely on? Oh, that is. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, fighting with Hussie's a doll. Like, oh, uh, actually. While I'm around, Doc Scratch is just the puppet. Uh, Which, like, reverse Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, but like also, Doc Scratch, the character, is literally a puppet in Andrew Hussey, the real person's hands, yeah. in order to tell yes. the story. Right? Like it's a it's a exactly. good visual of like what's been happening this whole time, which is that Andrew Hussey, the person, the actual author of Homestuck, has been like, all right, now I have this alternate narrator who's going to be telling this, like, resting the story control from me, the character, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's goofy in a way that conveys what's going on, but it's also like, hey, winking at the camera, like, yes, Doc Scratch has always just been a puppet in my hands. And this mm-hmm. is the death of Doc Scratch also, like, 
Yeah, oh. rest in yeah. peace, Which, motherfucker. Or, yeah, we're going to talk more about next time because I didn't have enough time to read all the written stuff yeah. on Doc well, Scratch this with, time. With this being, you know, Hussy to Doc Scratch, like this entire time, Hussy's being like, that self aggrandizing, over dramatic piece of shit, motherfucker, I'm going to yeah. kick his ass. And it's like, bitch, it's you. I, I, I do enjoy the line. Everyone's tired of your condescending, self-indulgent narrative style. They want to go to my slightly less condescending, slightly more self-indulgent narrative style. Like, it's it's a good, like, yes, there's a difference between these characters, but also it's the same person, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's cheeky, but fun. Yeah. Uh, it is revealed that this, too, has been fixed for some time, and Doc Scratch has just been bloviating. And then we make everything mm-hmm. Sweet Bro and Halla Jeff. Don't you hate it page. when you ask disc traders to fisk, fix a disc and then they totally forget to call you and you wait like multiple days and then you have to call them being like, hey, is my disc ready yet? And they go, oh, yeah, sorry. It's like, bitch, I could have picked that. Stop saying that. We want to get them the sponsors. <laughs> Can you tell what episode went up yesterday by our disc traders? Uh... <laughs> Although I'm sure disc traders would sponsor would would fix your discs if you need if you needed them to. Disc trader does fix your discs if you ask them to. However, I have never gotten a broken disc from a disc trader, so I've never had to have them fix anything because everything I get from them is top quality. Another advantage disc traders so has over Doc Scratch is that, <laughs> knock on wood, they don't keep little girls locked up in strange rooms. <laughs> the lowest bar but like it's the lowest bar but you know you never know what someone might be keeping in their attic which is the thesis of jane Eyre. (laughs) Uh, disc traders do sponsor us though do sponsor us disc traders i would love a discount we do we do love you a a disc count um anyway uh uh, disc traders we do love you that is where i get all my pokemon games um that's where i get all of my dvds that are featured in the frankenfiles so anyway, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff happens. And then Sweet Bro and jo- Hella Jeff unhappens. We get the MCU uh, condensed version. Ah! Snap, unsnap, we're done, we're over it. Um, yeah, take notes, Kevin Feige. You could have had a three-hour film just be like, that is it. Yeah, listen, Kevin Feige, you could have been in this film. At Kevin Feige, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> that's never gonna happen never in a million years i hate the mcu too much although yeah. hey hey kevin kevin i'm talking to you right now if you wanted to sponsor us we could say nice things about the mcu i'll stop shit talking your terrible movies if you sponsor us i could be paid to say things about the movie that looks like it was shot inside a concrete box the mcu has a color palette that is the same as a corporate training video Truth. Truth. Speaking of color palettes that are the same as a corporate training room, we're back to the main MSPA uh, style on the website as Hussey unsnaps their fingers out of the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff style. And I don't think I'm going to throw another Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff audio edit in there because that was fun, but a lot of work. I tell you, sometimes making audio sound bad, harder than making audio sound good. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. Uh. And yeah, then, no. 
we're no longer in Doc Scratch's apartment. Everything's normal. We insert disc two and just in time to attempt a rare and highly dangerous times five showdown combo. But we get a very interesting page because as disc two spins up, we get the MSPA site inside the MSPA site and there is a flash that automatically sends you to the next page, which is I'm sure broken on uh, the Viz site. It's not actually. But what is broken on the Viz site is that in the flash page, you are able to actually click the link to the next page and have it send you to the next page before the um, like CD loads 100%. And that is broken in the Viz page. Okay. So, yes, there's stuff that I, I was fully expecting to have to type the next number into the uh, thing, but turns out I didn't have to. Uh, then we get the, the five times showdown combo because we got to use all the new art from the new ancestors. Uh, yeah, and is this that's about the first it. time? Is this the first time we've seen this new art style? Because the the art in this flash is really fucking cool with like the shading. Like it's not just flat images. I mean, I think we saw. Uh, it on I the think other it was ancestors. in the three times showdown combo. Yeah. It's like okay. just the ancestor art. I do also want to take this moment like to say the shading and the highlights. It's so good. Go on. You you are correct. Do you also want to take this moment to say the ancestors like sense of style? I do really like how like the signs are incorporated into the outfits and they are not just like Libra sign on a black t-shirt. Mhm. Yes. Like like mm-hmm. the we we the have Libra not talked sign about is this like a cut out in the yeah yeah yeah. With like with the disciple the it's like the Leo sign drip. is like a loop around her neck. I just hit mm-hmm. my mic. Good job. Love that. Yeah, the designs are very good. Anyway, sorry, Bastion, you were saying. Yeah, it builds up. There's a little spot where um Solux is looking at Lil Cal and being like hearts and spades, which is confusing weird um weird um but it then builds up to a like gamzy car cat showdown uh everyone's feeling like different feelings for gamzy right like kanaya wants to auspice ties between gamzy and car cat uh terezi's feeling uh black spades feelings for gamzy um, should also say the uh, song in this flash is the carnival by eric jit shiel um, it's a remix of harlequin that just devolves into clown hogs at the end yeah and every time somebody says like these are my feelings at this moment car cat kind of slides in and goes Shh. i got this this is my responsibility mm-hmm. yeah. and so they they jump at each other hammer and sickle um, yep, I just I just put the in here now. I did just put the communist national anthem. <laughs> good, yeah, good, yeah. good, 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 yeah. good, good. Um. Anyways. And it's like, oh man, they're gonna fight. And then the next page is. Yes, the shush. Truly, one of the worst innovations in Homestuck history. Um, truly. Though there is an arm in the background of one of these pages. Huh. Yeah, this made Homestuck at Khan's um, 
Ooh. truly awful. Yeah. A lot of Ooh. a lot of uh, close personal space yeah. issues uh, came out of these panels. Um, yeah. Man, in a post-COVID world, that sure does feel super weird. Everything I have learned about peak homestuck at conventions has been bad. I, yeah, there's yeah. there's yes. no response to that other than yes, there is no, like yeah, yes. This, there were aspects of it that were very good, like homestuck. I believe it. Sort of, like I mean, drawing mostly from the Sarah Z video, like homestuck pioneered the like fandom photo shoot at conventions. Like being mm, a like organized thing. Um, also, it taught everyone to seal their makeup because everyone was walking around with gray body swap, paint blanking everywhere. Swap to arm socks. Just swap yep. to arm socks. It's easier. Yeah. So like not irredeemable, but like mostly <laughs> at like a Vriska level. But yeah. Yeah. All irredeemable. But yeah. So Carcat shush paps until Gamzee calms down and then they hug and we get a moy rail snapshot of the two of them because they it was meant to be it was written in the stars yeah. <laughs> written it, by andrew hussey who's putting together a scrapbook hey hey nepeta shipped it nepeta shipped it <laughs> yeah the the true author character of homestuck <laughs> ah! hell yeah um and then Hussey closes the scrapbook and like has a little bit of narration where he's like, and the knight of blood so embraced the bard of rage and in each other's arms they were a quiver when with righteous pap and blessed shush he did quell his brother's fury. Where like we get like Hussey's bad fanfiction zone. Yeah. Um, it's like grandpa telling a story at Christmas. And it ends with, and it was good. Um, because apparently, like, this is homestuck but Catholic now. Uh, and then Hussey refuses to do a recap. And if you, like, there is a option to, like, click on the panel. And if you do it, your cursor turns into a flailing Andrew Hussey refusing to yep. do recap. Uh, and then, so that page is posted on uh, September 6th, 2011. The next page is posted on October 25th, 2011. It was actually 1025? It was actually yeah. 1025. I, I do want to, um, this is the, the, we don't get any more recaps of Homestuck after this, which I don't know if like metatextually this is Hussey, like actual Hussey, the author being like, hey, this is such a big enough thing that it's not worth doing any recaps at this point, and, like, good luck if you want to join. Because mm -hmm. as we previously said, the recaps are good recaps if you actually want to, like, jump into what's happening at that point. But, like, mm -hmm. there's no good jumping on point to Homestuck other than the beginning and reading it now. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, yeah. goodbye to the Homestuck recaps. They were good while they lasted. They were funny when they were put in the books with the text getting smaller and smaller every time. But now if you want it, you got to earn it, baby. Or just listen to our podcast. Or listen to, or our, just podcast. Listen to our podcast. Hello, Charles Kelly. If you are listening to this show, uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? He's the guy who makes and runs uh, The Weird, which is like one of my favorite 
like actual play podcasts pretty much ever. It's actually the only actual play podcast that I consistently keep up with anymore. Oh, nice. It's really good. Yeah. I love it a lot. Anyways. Uh, Charles Kelly, sponsor us. <laughs> if you want to. You don't have okay. to. At the weird, sponsor <laughs> us. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yes. Carcat finally complies with the password system. The password is see you soon. Woo! Character Yay! Growth. Look at him. And um, it's just before the Jade's timeline cuts out. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? This guy is all scratchy. And he's like, okay, well, this is a pretty crappy farewell. But I guess it'll have to do since there's some seriously show-stopping shit transpiring up here in fucking outer space. Later, Jade, I'm going to go make sure John knows what the hell he's supposed to be doing. The, uh, in, in case none of this works and we don't actually get to meet, I guess I should say... Since apparently my gutless future self can't express himself and never got around to saying so, thus leaving it up to me as usual to say that. And then he gets interrupted because Jade comes back into the chat and is like, oh, sorry, I was distracted. Oh, no, not by all the scratchy stuff in the sky. There's something coming down. What? <laughs> it's hard to make out, but I think it might be shaving cream. What the fuck is shaving cream? <laughs> and then it yep. explodes. And then it explodes. And the the cue ball containing the uh, tadpole gets knocked into the volcano. Ball. Yes, because Jade has succeeded in making the Genesis frog tadpole. Yeah. Jade gets the dead tag. Jack Thmar is freaking out. Club's Deuce is doing a little jig. Is a fucking joke. Page. The Genesis frog goes into the volcano. Jack Moore is like, oh, you fucked up, bud. Oh, you fucked up big time. Uh, and then the like crumbs of the next panels transition into a glowing S cascade. Yeah, I love how fucking the the jig like slows down yeah, until it's, he stops. It's He's like, yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> And then you just see Jack all like glowing green with his fucking teeth and fangs out. And then, yeah, S Cascade. The thing that we've been building up to this entire time. Whatever could it be? We did it. We got through the long one. Our sprint. Our sprint, Our sprint is nearing its conclusion. The finish line is in sight. Next time I actually have to do some like historical research on the day Homestuck broke the internet, you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Um, next time, everything cascades into place mm -hmm. as we read pages uh, 4109 through 4112. It's four pages. But I believe one of them is a flash animation that is 15 minutes long, correct? Yes. And another nice. one's a flash animation that's three pages long. Anyway, that has been Act 5, Act 2 of Homestuck. We did it. We did a podcast. We got there. We got through all the stuff. Doc Scratch is dead. Ding dong. Ding dong. The witch is dead, Jade. Uh, Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Too soon. Ooh. It's been 11 years, but it's too soon. <laughs> it's been 10. 2011. Dang it. I thought we were going to do like a 10 year anniversary thing. It was going to be super cool. I guess we got to settle for the 11 year anniversary. Aw, man.
Then what's even the point? I know. We Why did we do two know. more years? Gonna do two more years for the thirteenth anniversary, and we get a guest. Ca- ah, we get a guest to come on, so that we have the the, the four. At Andrew Hussey sponsor us. At Andrew Hussey sponsor us. <laughs> After we said shit about your author's commentary, sponsor us. Uh, yeah, we've got social media. You can find us on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod or on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. Uh, you can find Samario on tiktok at ghost in the bathroom uh and you can follow their franken files on youtube at uncanny productions by the time you're listening to this there'll be a new one up yeah yes there should be if i do my fucking job right uh as well as an upcoming uh presentation hopefully at grand rapids comic-con uh if you want to fucking come to grand rapids comic-con and meet me Woo. I'll be there. I might be there. If you come to my Frankenstein panel and ask me about Homestuck, just, I don't, don't know what even, I'll do. Don't even ask about Homestuck. Just show up and be like, you know, this event was Catboy approved. Yes, yes. That is the secret phrase. And the listener should hit next.